This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The anticipation for the big kickoff is like nothing I've ever felt before. After a full season watching from the sofa, Saturday afternoon sees the return of competitive action for supporters in stadia up and down the country. And for Stags fans, it all starts with a visit of Bristol Rovers to what will be a packed one-course stadium on Saturday afternoon. Even just seeing a couple of thousand there at the Coventry game, the noise and the Stags fans getting behind us when, when we came out from our warm-ups it was it was a real nice thing and it's, it's something that it sort of it really gets you going for a game and I think the lads are just buzzing to get to get out there on Saturday and experience the atmosphere properly but obviously I had great times there and I really enjoyed playing there but now I'm player at Mansfield Town and I'm, I'm going to be looking to to get the job done and get three points on Saturday. Nigel Clough has tinkered with his squad and will now look to build upon last season's finish but the question is, after two seasons of mid-table misery, is this the one that will go down in the history books? Seeing the lads in training Monday, Tuesday, I don't think we can wait to get started. Very pleased with the players that have come in. We're pleased with the way we've finished the season as well. I think that's important. You finish the season strongly and you finish the season playing well and scoring goals. And it's easy to point to the lads and say, come on, let's just carry on where we left off. It's not that easy, but if you struggled you know, in the last month or so of the season, then you've got to start again. We haven't had to do that. And the new players have come in, they've integrated well so far. The lads who were here, part of that good finish to the season, uh, have helped things along. Tonight, we talk expectations ahead of the big kickoff. Has Clough built a squad capable of promotion? Should we expect a Champions Challenge? Would we settle for a place on the podium or even a playoff surge? Or is the talk of promotion just plain dangerous? We want your thoughts. What are your hopes? What are your expectations? What does your head and your heart say? And, most importantly for you, which rules which? This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. The big kickoff is just days away. We can't wait. Strap yourselves in, get involved in the comments and enjoy the ride. As of 4pm this afternoon, only 806 tickets were left in total to watch Mansfield Town Skybet League 2 curtain raiser with Bristol Rovers on Saturday. It's been a long time coming since the fans could go to those games and get involved and watch their team in action. 
Joining me tonight, a usual face in Mr. Nathan Edge. Good evening, Mr. Edge. Good evening, superstar TV star, Mr. Craig Priest. How uh, are we doing? Well, you know, I don't like to, I don't like it to go to my head, to be honest. But there you go. We'll talk more about that later. And making his official debut tonight, a late substitute in for Mr. Cam Felton. We've got Mr. Clive Parkin, a regular uh, viewer and watcher of the podcast, appeared in a cameo role at the in the Matlock special we did a few weeks ago, and now making his fully fledged debut. And I have to say, Clive, already with a better backdrop than Cam. That's nice of you to say so. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Nathan. Very good yeah. evening to you. I'm very proud and honoured to be substituting Cam. Absolutely. I mean, we've been wanting to substitute Cam for a very long time. Uh, obviously, now that he's a dad, he's got uh, more pressing issues uh, to deal with, so couldn't quite make it for tonight's podcast. But we'll be back with us over the course of the season. But if you out there want to get in and involved in a substitute's role and you know take a place on the panel, you are more than welcome to do so. Just drop us a DM and uh, we'll see because Clive has already talked to us about fees and to be honest as, as I've told Nathan countless times even though we've got TV money now we haven't got TV money and we can't <laughs> pay anybody to be on this podcast still waiting for my paycheck you can, you, you'll be, you know five five years now it's been you'll be wasting a, a very very long time my friend uh, well let's be honest let's start I'm going to start with you Clive because you know it's your debut so let's throw you right in at the deep end the season starts on Saturday afternoon. Just how excited are you for it now? You've been to a few friendlies, but nothing will ever beat that competitive feel, will it? No, and I think every season I, I approach this stage with excitement um, and, a, and a degree of expectation. This year, for all sorts of reasons, I'm more excited and I expect more. I think we've every right to feel we've been deprived of football badly over the last 18 months. Nobody's fault. But here we are entering a, a more normal situation. We look like having a pretty much a full house on Saturday against Bristol Rovers. I can't wait. Nathan, is those uh, sentiments in which you echo? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, every season there's that, always that anticipation, isn't there? You know, we all enjoy going to the friendlies. We all like to uh, take a look at the, the the new guys in the in the squad and see how we're shaping up, and you know, give our give our sort of uh, two pence of a opinion as we get prepared for the season then you know when that first league game starts coming that anticipation builds but definitely this season I think because we haven't been for so long um, and I think because it's starting off with such a great fixture you know, you know I think with it being Bristol Rose newly relegated they're going to you know they've they've pretty much sold out their away allocation I think there's you know, only a few few left there as well so the atmosphere is going to be superb and I think I, I think that's just made that a bit extra special not having it for a year and I'm, I'm genuinely at this week seems to be dragging so long it really does. I can't wait for it it really really does seem to be dragging uh, as always have your say on your team in the comments Clive is usually a regular commenter in there but seems we've dragged him onto the panel there's an opening just like there is at centre half for Nigel Clough there is an opening in the comments so get involved have your say on your team I've got the phone here to try and keep up with them um, as well um, if we freeze just uh, give it a little bit of a refresh uh, we are on a bit of a lag uh, tonight unfortunately I don't know what's happening I blame Cam um, for for whatever's happening so we'll try and keep up with that and, and see what happens um, give it a bit of a refresh and we'll see what happens I seem to have frozen uh, on my phone as well which is quite annoying but we'll see uh, I'll give it, a, give it a kick and see what happens whilst I do that uh, Nathan obviously uh, squad numbers out this week as well uh, transfer news uh, as well um it's uh, it's uh, it's one of those things, isn't it, where 
Nigel Clough has got an opening. He wants to bring in a centre-half. But in order to do that, he had to get rid of one. Corey O'Keefe has joined Rochdale, um, of course, on a uh, loan until January. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, well, we, we knew he was going to leave. Well, we thought, you know, it was likely he was going to leave at some point. It was a matter of who would who would come in for him. Um, personally, I think the club would probably were, were hoping for a permanent transfer by the sounds of things. He's clearly out of favour for for whatever reason, which is unknown to, to us as supporters. Um, but, you know, he, he has got a move, obviously, a loan move to, to Rochdale. So another fellow League Two club. Um, you know, personally for me, it's you know, good luck to him. You know, I, I think when he when he did play, we saw that he had potential. Uh, but there's obviously something off off field matters, or there's something else happening elsewhere, which has made him out of favour. So, but from our point of view, you know, good luck to him, and uh, we'll see what happens in January if he'll then get another move, or whether it's a, a loan to a you know with a view for them to make it permanent. Obviously, they've not announced that, but that could be part of the the plans for Rochdale so um yeah you know good good luck to him but hopefully that frees up some you know needed wages for us to to bring in and solidify that defense a little bit ding 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 the bell is on um it's an interesting one isn't it Clive you know like Nathan mentioned there there does seem to be something um behind closed doors perhaps something which Nigel Clough um hasn't quite managed to uh to to grasp because for, for whatever reason he just hasn't been playing Corey O'Keefe under uh, Nigel Clough, but was doing all right under the previous regime, albeit 11 games. Yeah, I mean, Corey's too good a player to be sat on the bench. Um, and it's right, he should go and get proper football somewhere else, given the opportunity. But you're right, there's a reason somewhere in there, and it's not a footballing reason necessarily. It probably just chemistry, it happens. Yeah, it certainly does. And we wish him all, all the very best um, in these move of course, to uh, to Rochdale. We'll see what happens in January. Who knows? Maybe if he gets a uh, you know a couple of months uh, football under his belt and starts playing regularly, regularly and starts to impress Nathan, it could force his way back into the plans. But as it is, he's not. How much do we really, really need that extra defender though now um, to come in and to try and impose and try and add something to to what we've got? Because for me, I think that's an area where we struggled last season. We've only really brought one centre-half in in Elliot Hewitt. I still feel that we need to add maybe one more in there. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think probably a bit of experience as well would be would be key for that, you know, for that position as well. So I know we've got James Perch, who's got obviously bags of experience back there, but, um, you know, and McLaughlin's going to be playing sort of left-back as well. So you've got a bit more experience back there. But um, in that central defensive sort of partnership, I, I still think, um, you know, Clive might kill me here, but, you know, Faz has got some some mistakes in him, although he did pick up in the second half of the season. So fair play to him for that. But, you know, I, I just think it's not that much different from last season, you know, personnel-wise. And we did have a lot of problems defensively. So I do think we need another option in there. And I think if we were going to do it, experience would probably be the, the key for, you know, for that position. What are you saying, Clive? Are you, are you jumping down Nathan's throat at Faz or are you, are you agreeing? Not at all. The man's full of wisdom. I think <laughs> uh, I think Faz had a, a, a less good first half to the season than the second half. And yeah. I've always rated him because I think he's a steadier. Um, and he had a really good season before he came to us at, uh, at um, Forest Green. But um, 
we've had people around him that haven't been as good as they could have been. I mean, Sweeney didn't have his best season, and that's he's gone now, of course. Um, I am slightly concerned we haven't found someone else, some other mature central defender yet, because if you take Perch out of the equation, we've got a very young back line, um, and we need somebody there with a you know a good head on their shoulders. Um, whether we find someone who is adequately or even more likely to replace positively Sweeney, I'm not sure. I got mixed feelings about Sweeney moving on, but again, there were reasons for that, one of which would be in payroll, I guess. Um, but yes, I mean, Clough's made the point exactly. He's still leaving the door wide open for another acquisition in that central defence area. Um, but he has also said, if we don't get one, we'll make do with what we've got. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I would be a lot happier going into the season if we, we added that extra body, to be fair. But I think, uh, again, it has to be the right fit for the club, doesn't it? You know, we've been scorned in the past by players coming in for a, for a big payday. There's been rumours of uh, a few players. Dawson was, was one of them um, in recent weeks. Obviously, just signed a deal with Sky Sports now. And Nigel Clough saying in one of the press conferences this, this week that if he has been at training, he hasn't seen him and he's been there every single day. So sometimes these rumours do circulate and it can be quite frustrating. But... Uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, room to, to bring one in, but it has to be uh, the right fit for the club because dressing room cohesion, dressing room uh, banter and all, all of the stuff in terms of friendships and, and getting on it is vital for a, for a good season. Let's go to a couple of the comments. Again, apologies if the, the video seems to be lagging a little bit tonight, but I am told that the audio is coming through uh, loud and clear. And let's face it, who wants to see our, our faces anyway? We are recording this for our YouTube channel, so we'll be putting it on there after if you do want to watch it back with our beautiful faces. But uh, keep your comments coming in because the audio is coming through and we want to hear your views as well. Roger has been in touch and says, Stags fans will be full of optimism with a much improved squad. The Coventry game showed me some very good passing and movement. We will see, though, all be revealed come five o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Stags chat says, can't wait for Saturday. Over 5K tickets sold so far for the first game of the season. It's fantastic. I love this club. Uh, and Stephen says, uh, I hope you are all well. We are indeed. You might be able to hear Harry in the background podcast dog saying a little hello and wanting to get him involved. So, uh, and Roger says, I reckon the squad looks well galvanised. There you go. The belly's rung. That's twice yes. in one episode. There you go. Um, let's touch upon um, that comment there from uh, from Roger Clive. Um, all will be revealed come five o'clock on Saturday. Of course, the first game is not the be-all and end-all in a 46-game league season. Um, but with such a bumper crowd and with the fact that fans haven't been able to be in the stadium and, and watch uh, the boys play for, for God knows how long, for a full season and a little bit longer, um, for me, it's quite important to get a positive result because positivity breeds positivity. And how good would it be to get on a little run early on and get that extra, you know, one, two thousand coming through the door on a, on a regular basis? It would certainly be different to the way we started last season. Um but my only fear in all this is we we overbuild expectation in the early part of the season. August is going to be a tricky month, one way or the other. But if we can come out of it with you know a bag full of points, it just takes the pressure off for the rest of the autumn. Um, I'm quite confident that what we've got as a as a structure and a team will do very well at League Two level. But you're right, no good crying over the first result if it doesn't go out go the way you want it to. There's still a lot of finding out to be done, and you don't really find out anything until you get into league fixtures proper. And Bristol Rovers aren't going to fall over. They're, they're fancied. 
Yeah, they certainly are. They're, you know, like like Clive says, Nath, you know, they're a, a team that were relegated last season. All right, they've got a manager who is very, very controversial, has found himself in a little bit of hot water over recent weeks, but they will still have a, a, a long-term objective. That is promotion. Uh, but, you know, bouncing straight back up to, to League One. They'll be backed by fans who, like us, haven't been able to see their team in action for, for so long. I think that just adds to the spice of the recipe, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I genuinely think we couldn't have got a a better sort of first game of the season, to be honest. In in a in a sense of you know an atmosphere coming to the to the one goal stadium. You know, Bristol Rovers are always um, you know pretty well supported away from home, uh, despite obviously having you know one of those clubs that have to do a lot of miles, but they always take a good way following. Um, but like I say the fact that it's a first game of the season and the fact that fans haven't been for for such a long time, it then ramps it up even more. So uh, they're going to be up for it, as as are we. You know, they are certainly one of the, the favourites to, to to get promotion this season. They're going to be because they're a big club, uh, and also you you take into the consideration that they've brought in some real real good players over the summer as well. So you know, they, we know you know what their ambitions are. You know, but you could you could argue that in some ways they're probably under a bit more pressure than us as well because uh, although we you know we are getting excited and the expectation levels are rising a little bit, you know, because we've got a, you know, a top manager uh, at the helm. You know, I think for them it's probably even more so. So for me, it's um, you know, if we go off to a winning start, obviously perfect. That's obviously what we all want. But I'd take a four-four draw. You know, something exciting, something to get those. You know, even if it's five percent of those uh, fans out. You know, I went to the um, to the club shop for, for a salad today. Uh, and the girls Salad, behind the counter behave, <laughs> behave yourself yeah, for the girls behind the counter is even saying you know oh, even we're looking at getting tickets for, for Saturday because you know everyone's talking about it uh, it's going to be gonna, you know a lot of people are going I'm like yeah get, get yourself down there so look you'll enjoy it you know it's going to be a, a good atmosphere because it's you know it, it'll be like a new start for everyone but then like I say you want an entertaining game you want someone to get the crowd off their feet singing um, and hopefully, like I say, even if it's five or ten percent of those, if they if they just return for a few more games, that's what you want. Bums on seats, money into the club, and hopefully that they then get the bug. You know, they get the Mansfield Town bug like us, and they want to go week in week out. And yeah, you know, I think that's what it's an opportunity, isn't it, to 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 grab a few more of them through the turnstiles. Yeah, and you can't knock opportunity either, and uh, especially when. You know, you've got a big season uh, ahead, really. Uh, it's one of those where you really, really need um, to have the club um, well backed from the start. Because financially as well, you know, it, that's, a, that's a key thing. You've got to remember that the club hasn't had revenue from footfall of games for, you know, a good 18 months or so since February of, of last year. And that's a big cost because you're not talking just about ticket prices, Clive. You're talking bar takings, you're talking about 50-50 sales, you're talking about kiosks, um, you know, the bars in and around the ground as well. It's a big, big thing. And with a bumper crowd, that will only, you know, boost the coffers. So to for the players to offer something to wet the whistle and to keep that footfall coming back, that can only breed positivity for the club in every single sense of the word. You're right. Success breeds success. If we can be successful on the green, we'll be successful in the in the various retail establishments that are attached to the club, into the hospitality suites, to the other things that we take for granted under under normal circumstances. And we had nothing at all for the last 18 months from these revenue sources. And it's been down to the directors to dig deep. 
I'm really pleased to, to know that the Radfords are going to be there on Saturday. It'd be nice to see them. And I dare say they'll get a good round of applause from the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. It will be. It will go absolutely through the roof uh, when everybody sees that. Uh, keep your comments uh, coming in. Roger says up front has been sorted, but definitely would uh, be good for another centre half to come in. We didn't perform that well at the back last season. Um, and uh, Stagchat adds, uh, team itself is great. Everyone is right uh, for getting in a new uh, defender. Um, for me, I think the whole thing of expectations is what we're here to talk about Nathan you know we were talking about it a little bit on Saturday but then we said towards the end of the show let's save it let's save it for Thursday and there was a reason for that is because as the days have, have merged into days and the week has, has nearly come to an end the excitement builds the expectation rises from in that fire burns a little bit deeper and expectations as we've often seen and I don't want to sound like the negative one on essentially show one of the main season um, has been what has been our absolute downfall over the last few years so it's going to be really difficult to manage all that this year and I think Nigel Clough has played it very very well indeed in terms of saying look we want to try and get promoted and that, that's the key word try. Yeah um, you know I, I don't I, I hope I hope it's not going to be like it was. You know, you go, you go back two seasons um, and you, when John Dempster take, took over. You know, I mean, it didn't help in the build-up to that. It was talk of it was all promotion, and you know, we we have Nicky Maynard turning up in a Rolls Royce and all this sort of stuff going on. So that obviously it automatically then takes a ramps up the expectation level. You know, before we even kick a ball. Um, but you also add the question marks behind the behind the scenes with the, with the fans, you know, do we do we firm, do we really believe John Dempster is going to be the man to take us forward? And, you know, a lot of people have that question mark over experience and things like that. Then all of a sudden, it wasn't going right on the pitch. You had your own goalkeeper getting booed basically whenever he touched the ball in, in Conrad Logan. And it was it, it became a very toxic place. And But I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen this time. And I really hope it doesn't happen. One, I think... We're in a very different place anyway under our under manage, under our management. I think we we have more faith in them this time. Uh, obviously, Nigel Clough and his team. Um, so even if we do get off to a bit of a slow start, I still think people will. Uh, you know, I'm going to touch wood here. Uh, hopefully, they, people don't let me down, but I think people will will, will back him and, and get certainly give them uh, a lot more time, a lot more encouragement, a lot more support. Um, but I also just think that whole euphoria of just being back in the football ground will also help with that. I think hopefully people are just going to be happy to be back. And I don't think they're going to accept uh, you know, lacklustre performances with people not putting the effort in, but I don't think we're going to get that problem anyway. So hopefully if we do get off to a slow start and uh, you know, we're not winning every game and, and, and so on, hopefully um, as a supporters sort of from the supporter side of things, we'll be a bit more patient and, uh, and realise that it's a you know it's a marathon, not a sprint, and um, you know, just get behind the team for a bit longer than what we have done in in the past. Time now to head into the Stags dressing room then, and hear from the man who will get a absolutely raucous reception on Saturday afternoon as he leads his team out of the uh, the, the tunnel and takes his place in the dugout. Mr. Nigel Clough has been speaking ahead of uh, the game on Saturday with Bristol Rovers, talking about pre-season, talking about uh, players brought in. And most importantly, that key word, expectation. Here's Nigel Clough 
speaking to I Follow Stags. Everybody's always excited and you know, the anticipation of a new season. But I think uh, the way it's gone for the last 18 months, I think it's even more so this year. You know, to have crowds back in, we've got a little taste of what that's going to be like in the Coventry game. Hopefully there'll be probably twice that amount uh, and a good away following as well from, from Bristol Rovers Saturday. So uh, seeing the lads in training Monday, Tuesday, I don't think they can wait to get started. Very pleased with the, the players that have come in. We're pleased with the way we've finished the season as well. I think that's important. Uh, you know, when you, you finish the season strongly and you finish the season playing well uh, and scoring goals, and it's easy to point to the lads and say, come on, let's just carry on where we left off. It's not that easy, but um, I think when you've, you've struggled you know, in the last month or so of a season, then you've got to start again. Uh, we haven't had to do that. Uh, and the new players have come in, they've integrated well so far. Uh, and the, the lads who were here part of that good finish to the season uh, have helped things along. We're looking for, for different things other than, than results. We're looking for how new players are settling in. We're looking for sort of patterns of play and things like that and formations working on. Uh, and we've been very encouraged by what we've seen. We knew the first couple of games we, you know, we were working so hard we'd be tired. But I think the last week, the three championship sides we've played, uh, I think have been three very good performances. I think the way you saw us at the end of last season, uh, and it's been very much uh, the recruitment with that in mind. Uh, I think we're a defender light. We've talked about that a little bit in the last few weeks uh, for some cover, but we're, we're pleased with the ones we've got. Um, but I think we're most excited about the sort of front six or seven players that we've got. You know, um, I think with sort of Hawkins, Johnson, Lapsley, Oates, Sinclair, Bowery, uh, and Jimmy Knowles as well. Uh, I think that's a sort of exciting forward line that we've got and uh, we're set up to attack and try and score goals which we did last season uh, so the emphasis will be on that uh, which is why we probably need a good defender uh, just to come in and help as long as well delighted with the goalkeepers we've brought in as well uh, although they're both young I, th I think Nathan Bishop's uh, work rate and, and work ethic uh, has been evident for everybody and it'll push everybody on not just the goalkeeping department they've all got a little bit of something different to offer and if you just look at the forward positions you know we said early on I don't think we're going to improve much on the midfield area you know when you've got Ollie Clark and you've got Maris and you've got Quinn we've added Ryan Stoke to that who we think can push them uh, uh, but when you look at all the, the six, seven strikers that we just talked about, they've all got different qualities and attributes. And you look at the directness of, uh, of Reese Oates when he, he picks the ball up and he runs at people. You look at the, the cleverness of, of George Lapsley's runs and the way he arrives in the box. You've got Danny Johnson, Ollie Hawkins, Jordan Barry, Ty Sinclair, Jimmy Knowles. They're all a bit different, uh, which is very, very important, I think. And uh, exciting, exciting forward players. It's lovely to have, you know, you can never have too many, you know, Neil, ask Neil Warnock. <laughs> He's always the same, you know, you can never have too many good forward players. That's Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. You can watch more of that in full by heading to www.mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow, uh, where you can, of course, get all the important information uh, ahead of Saturday's big match. More on tickets about Colchester away on there as well. And, of course, uh, the information on what's going to be broadcast this season via iFollow. Uh, back to how it used to be. No Saturday afternoon broadcasts of it in the UK. Uh, Tuesday night games only. But who cares? Who actually needs it? Because we can get back in that stand. Uh, joining me virtually are Nathan Edge and Clive Parkin. You're both listening uh, along to what Nigel had to say there. Clive, I'm going to come to you. Let's talk goalkeepers uh, for a second. Obviously, Nathan... 
Nathan Bishop and George Shelby, the two that he's brought in on loan during this uh, transfer window, um, both of which have recall options from their parent club. Nigel Clough doesn't seem too concerned about that when talking in the uh, sponsor a stand um, little event which the club had on uh, the other day, which was uh, won by a company to name the uh, the North Stand. Well done to them. Um, are you a little bit concerned by that? Would you like to have seen us brought in a permanent keeper um, this uh, this season? Yes. Of course, we've got a permanent keeper in Mark Stetch. But for obvious reasons, he's not in favour. Um, and uh, I think had he not been sitting on a decent contract, he would have gone by now. Um, he's obviously not keen to go anywhere for less money. And why should he? Um Nathan Bishop is obviously going to be the number one choice um, and hope, let's hope he's not recalled by his, his parent club during that time. Um, but you're right, we, we should have a keeper of our own backed up by a single loan keeper, not both of them. But uh, um, I'm excited because from what I've seen of, of these young keepers, they're, they're more than adequately equipped to do what we need in this league. Both have got fantastic reputations, Nate. But one thing which really interests me, and again, this is another comment which Clough made at the uh, the sponsor stand event, uh, which you can now watch the little interview on in full on iFollow, by the way, uh, which is where I picked up this information from, um, is that the goalkeeping ca- coach Seamus had a, a big hand in bringing both keep goalkeepers to the club, um, but didn't really have a say in bringing Marek Steck in last season. And that's something which frustrates me you can have all the scouts in the world which is absolutely fine and um you know a, a real asset to you but sometimes especially in that position you know Seamus is is an advancing years he's a very experienced coach he's worked for some very good managers um in his times and some average ones too mentioning no names <coughs> Graham Coughlin uh, but um he's I think you know you've really got to harness and use that experience and, and that knowledge and to not be consulted over a signing I think First and foremost, uh, you know, last season bringing Steck in, I think that's very, very poor management, and I- I'm so glad to see that he's been. Cons- I think that's a key for us this season. Yeah, well, and and you go back to last season. Nigel Clough has always said about you know he brought his team in. He obviously brought his uh, his brother. Is it or is it Simon Clough? Yeah, Simon. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, Come Simon. On. So know your stuff. You're um, supposed to be a Mansfield Matters pundit. We're on Nuts TV, you know. Well, I, wait, we. Yeah, oh, I did. I did. I did appreciate that. Oh yes, uh, yes. Nathan Edgeley, uh, but England Blind International uh, is on the panel. I, I did One like cap. that, you know. Yeah. One cap. But, um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, but, um, yeah. So obviously he's brought in his team, but like I say if you're going to have a team around you, you, you might you've got to use them. You've got to use them to. You know, they're there to to help, but you've got to have a a good team that you can trust. And obviously Graham Clark trusted his own. Uh, instinct more than others and we, we, we've seen sort of where we where we ended up with that so um yeah it's good if we're all pulling in the, in the right direction um and, and the team can certainly work together that then hopefully that can only be beneficial for the for the football club one of the concerns i have clive i don't know about you is the fact that they're both young keepers and uh, you know i have n- absolutely nothing against their ability i've watched them both in, in pre-season um Shelby played against Hull, had a fantastic game, pulled off two, three, four, five, a really good, smart save. Bishop didn't really have a lot to do against Coventry, but commanded his area very well and comes with a very good reputation. So the age thing is not an issue for me because I actually thought, again, you know, I'll probably get slagged off for this or slated in the comments that we shouldn't have got rid of Aidan Stone. I thought he had um, a very good future ahead of him and will certainly show that at Port Vale. Um, but young keepers. 
sometimes haven't had a lot of first team football and because of the position in which they play you know you can't go and eradicate that as quickly as you could outfield if you give the ball away as an outfield player as a midfielder a misplaced pass here or, or there it doesn't necessarily matter because you've got teammates around you to back you up but when you're a goalkeeper and you make those mistakes um, like Steck did like Stone did last season the criticism level ramps up and up and up at a much faster pace and I'm just a little bit concerned and a little bit worried that if we do that with either of these keepers, because they are both two young keepers, the constant thing from the terraces will be, well, we should have got an experienced keeper in. I just feel that, all right, Steck's clearly not in the plans. I'm surprised he even got a, a squad number. Obviously, like you said earlier, um, is seemingly you know not fancied by anyone. and uh, he is, He's seeing out his contract or whatever. But we should have got that experience in there just to quantify that and help that in training because any negativity towards the two young keepers could be devastating for our season yeah I'm not, I'm not worried about their age um, I think the fact that they're on uh, on loan is a more worrying factor potentially I'm, I'm old enough to remember my favourite goalkeeper and I called Rod Arnold the criticism of him was he's always too small to be a goalkeeper and yet he turned out to be one of the best keepers we've ever had and the, the, the argument was if you're good enough you're tall enough and I think the same applies to these young keepers. If you if you're good enough, you're old enough. And I think uh, I've no reason at all to suggest that these two young players can't perform at a slightly higher level than the keepers we played around with last year. Um, every keeper's got a gaff in him. Everybody's got a, a, a capacity to make silly mistakes. The ones we made last year cost us games and cost us points, and that's because the the uh, defensive lineup surrounding that keeper wasn't as good as it could be. I think all that's improving now. Um, so I, I'm not too worried about the, the crowd jumping down the throats of these young players if they make mistakes like they did when Stone and Steck made their bloomers last year. We'll see. Yeah, we certainly will see. Uh, Nathan, what about you? What's your position on this? Are, are you similar to, to Clive? Are, you, are you, you worried about the recall? Are you worried about their age? What's, what's your, sort of, uh, your thoughts on the goalkeeping situation? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with, agree with Clive. I think um, it's sometimes when you when when you're learning players, you're learning them because you, you have to learn them because you know they they're coming from a higher level, uh, you know, which means hopefully they're going to come with uh, you know better quality. And what the, the like the fact the fact that we're getting a uh, you know a keeper from the likes of uh, Manchester United on loan, um, you know, I can't remember the last time we we got a player. Um, you know, from sort of the the, the big six or, or the greedy six, as they should now be known as. Uh, so, you know, to get a player of that calibre, you're only going to get them on loan. You're never going to get them on a permanent. Uh, and it's sometimes, you know, when you get an, when you get an experienced keeper, so you go roll back twenty, uh, you know, twelve months to getting Marek Steck. He came in from you know Championship side in, in Luton Town after getting two promotions with them. Actually, then there's a bit a lot of expectation levels on him. Whereas it's not necessarily that with our young, you know, the young keepers that are coming in now, we all we were all more, more hoping and wanting them to do well for for their sakes as young keepers to to develop their careers and do well for, with us, but onwards after us. Whereas bringing in a player like a you know a, a a named keeper that's been there and done it, there's expectation levels on them straight away. And if they make a mistake, then that's when I think the crowd are more likely to. You know, get get on the back. So my main concern is going to be the the recall. I don't think Bishop would get recalled, but 
Shelby might if uh, you know they're obviously going to have a less of a depth of squad than than what uh, Man United are going to have. But um, so that's that's the worry number one, and the worry number two would be uh, if we are up and up and around there come the end of the season, talk about playoffs, then would that pressure then be a little bit too much for them in these situations? When you think of like MK Dons away, like, like if we have to go for another situation like that, you then need your experienced heads. But let's hope we are in a position to have to worry about that. Uh, and if you want, uh, in, well, come the end of the season. Cheers, mate. I'd forgotten all about MK Dons away and you just reminded me I'm going to go and have a little <laughs> cry in a corner. Let's talk expectations then because actually that, that does bring us nicely back round to it. Ever since that season um, where we were on such a high, we were galvanised, um, we were solidified and there was no toxicity around anywhere. Um, it was uh, one of those which really raised the bar for us and it showed us where we could go. Obviously, we've had a complete overhaul in squad since then. Not one single player remains from that uh, squad, discounting Jason Law and Tyrese Sinclair, who were in and around the youth team at the time, um, at all. The following season, like you mentioned earlier, the expectation was there when you've got, you know, Carolyn picking up Maynard from the airport in in, in a Rolls Royce and, and, and all of that stuff as well, and uh, the reputation which comes with him and... You know, we heard from Neil Bishop in his Stag Stories episode. Check that out on our website if you've missed it. Um, talking about the expectation was there in the camp, but they just didn't deal with it. And when you get to that point and it starts to unravel and untie and, and fall apart, every season that starts afresh, you've still got it niggling in your mind a little bit. And for me, Clive, what I like about Nigel Clough is the fact that he's firefighting a little bit. Like I said earlier, his key word was when asked about his expectations for this season, he said, we're going to try and win promotion. I'm not saying we will, but we're going to try. And that's that's the thing. He wants his side to be competitive. He wants them to have a go. He's got an objective in mind. And all throughout his career, he's never really set objectives of we are going to win promotion. We are just going to go and try and improve season upon season, week upon week, game upon game. And that's where his success has come. And I honestly hope and believe that if we take that philosophy as supporters and just ease our foot off of the off of the expectation pedal a little bit and just sit back and enjoy the ride come the end of the season we'll have had an enjoyable season to watch as fans and hopefully at the end of it something to cheer about and if not then something to look forward to because in a way that's almost where we are now with the way we ended last season Absolutely right. I mean, people around me in the stand often complain about the lack of flair in the football over the last season or two and lament the fact that David Flitcroft had gone. At his height, he was getting the team playing really good football. It fell apart at the end. But he was playing good, entertaining football and the, the, the lads were showing that on the field. Um, we've had uh, He was replaced too quickly, in my opinion, with Dempster and Coughlin, I think, was a wrong decision in, in any way you looked at it. Um, we now have um, we now have a seasoned, well-respected manager who's still keen, still enthusiastic, still ambitious. Um, he's realistic, and that's the difference. And not only that, we've got a managing director in David Sharp, and that, you know I love Carolyn to death. But to be honest, what you need is someone there on the spot every day, holding the thing together from a management point of view. So if you compare to what what we have now and what we used to have, we've got David Sharp as MD, and we've got. Um, Clough as manager and his team around him 
we're oodles further down the road than we were then. Um, and I just think, you know, Clough's got a record of building teams from a low starting point, and he had to do that last year. And let's just reflect the second half of last year was promotion quality. If we could have, you know, if we take into this season the last 10 or 11 games of last season's form, we'd be up there. And the other difference was we were losing games or certainly losing points to silly daft goals that were conceded last year and we weren't scoring enough at the other end. Towards the last third of last season, we were scoring goals. There were players coming through and finding the net. What I'd like to see this year is more shots. Yeah, and I think with the forward line that he's brought in, I think that that's definitely something. We'll touch more upon that in a second, Nate, but let's just um, go on the back of, of what Clive said there. It's the off-pitch setup which um, has has been key as well, the, the backroom sort of staff. We know that we've appointed wrongly and we're appointed too hastily. We took our time with Nigel Clough and longevity is the key this season. I think without wanting to be the negative one again this season, when the inevitable blip does come, when we're struggling for results or struggling for goals or not doing so well defensively at points this season, it is key to stick by Nigel Clough because it's not... The project here is it's no longer being looked at as a short-term goal, a short-term aim. It's about longevity. And you get absolutely nowhere in football, for me, um, by chopping and changing managers every single five minutes when things aren't, aren't quite going well. We're, we're here with Nigel Clough. Uh, he's got a long-term contract. We're building a project. And at some point, we will become a League One club. And that is down to the work which will be taking place off the pitch this season as well as on it. And a lot of that comes from, from David Chop, who I'm sure is just as excited as us to actually see how match day operates when fans are in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not experienced that yet, has he? Um, no, I mean, one of the things that Nigel Clough you know, said in one of his interviews when you look at a successful campaign, you know, there's a lot of things that go into the ingredients of making that happen. But one of the things you, you need as well is, is a bit of luck. Um, and at some point in the season, that luck might turn. You know, we, we had it last season when uh, George Lapsley you know, got injured and you clearly saw the, the effects of that had on the results and the immediate aftermath you've also got COVID to consider you know there's we've already had it this season at the very beginning so there's a few players that are behind on their fitness levels and you know that preparation and uh, and it may happen another you know again throughout the season and I'd, you know I'd put good money on it probably happening it's you know it's uh it's here and it's going to have an effect so there are going to be times throughout the season where you know we're like like always it'll be up and down but we just need to remember when it, when it is down I mean I, I look at the club now and I I can't see how we could improve it off off the pitch. You know, and I know everything can always be improved, but you look at the caliber of manager we got in for for our level at League Two. Can you really improve on it that much? I, you know, I don't think I don't think you can. I think we've got one of the best managers we uh, possibly can at, at League Two level. Uh, you know, we we fixed that issue that was uh, inevitably having a bit of an effect with obviously John and Carolyn being being out in per- Portugal a lot, which is uh, you know that's that's great. You know, that's that's their life. They they can do what they want. Uh, but it was there was a bit of a gap there, I think, between them and and the, the running of the club. And David Sharp has not just come in to fill that gap, but he's a man that's got uh, you know great experience. But young, he's obviously hungry for success. And uh, we've we've said about it many times, haven't we? He's a perfect man, I think, for that for that role. So I think when you look at it off the off the pitch, and then again throwing in the the RH Academy and everything, we are set up, I think, really, really well. And I can't actually say how we would 
you know, massively improve it. So, like you said, when we are in those, in having those one of those blips, which you're going to get at League Two level, uh, we need to just not panic. Don't hit the panic button like we have done in in previous seasons, and and certainly stick with the manager that we've we've got. And what he's done, Clive, as well on the pitch, you know, whilst all the off-pitch stuff is happening and will continue to develop game by game, week by week, what Nigel Clough has done on the pitch with his recruitment team in the background is build a squad that is capable of, of continuing to deliver. He's coming with a certain brand of football. It will stay that way. It won't change. He'll be a stubborn manager in that way. Yes, there'll be tweaks here and there, whether it flits between a 4-4-2 diamond or an out-out 4-3-3. Um, you know, we'll see and depend on opponents and, and availability. But what he's brought in is the caliber of player to play in, in different positions. And certainly for me, attacking-wise, we already had one of the best midfields um, we could have possibly had it at this level. Um, getting Stephen Quinn on a permanent deal for me is, is, at the moment, the best bit of business which we've done in the summer because he runs that midfield along with Ollie Clark for me. But the forward line and the players ahead of him, the likes that we've brought in of Danny Johnson, who can score goals for fun, um, you know, Reese Oates, Ollie Hawkins um, as well. All good, capable players backed up by the likes of Sinclair Bowery as well that can deliver, um, can deliver the goods. We will play and go out to attack and to score goals. And as a supporter, that's exactly what you want to hear. We want to be watching free-flowing football. We've already seen it to a degree in pre-season, the, the good turnover of play we've got. Um, that's what excites me the most, that everything, after all the mistakes, after the misplaced jigsaw pieces, seems to be coming together into a nice little fit now, and we just need to keep watering it and keep watching it grow. Absolutely. I think you you made the point, and certainly Nigel did, that we've got a midfield which I think is the envy of the league. Provided we can keep them all fit, and um, we've got you know the potential for injuries in there, but we've now got a little bit of cover in midfield as well. But you know, with Quinn, I think that you're right. That's been a sparkling acquisition. It's not about money; it's about fit, and he certainly fits into our team structure very well. He's the heart of our midfield. Midfield itself is very creative. They're playing the ball along the floor in a way that you want. And uh, you've got Lapsley, who's the uh, attacking drive from midfield. And then what we've now got, we haven't had before, is someone like Johnson, who is going to shoot on side. And going backwards from there, what really matters is clean sheets. And that's been Nigel's priority last season, which is start building clean sheets. And we've done that. You can't guarantee it, so we've got to have goals at the other end. I'm pleased to see the strikers we've got. A key thing in that as well is also going to be team cohesion and a prime time now then to head into the dressing room once again and hear from the stag skipper, the man who will lead the boys this season. Uh, let's hear from Ollie Clark, who on Saturday afternoon will face up against his former employers in Bristol Rovers. Let's hear about him on Bristol Rovers, the new faces in the dressing room and the challenges the stags face ahead of them this season. Everything that we've sort of built together as a squad, as a club over the summer is is looking quite positive here and I think the pre-season that we've managed to get under our belts with the gaffer has probably been the toughest I've probably done in my whole career so I think I'm, I'm really looking forward to it in terms of as a squad and being together and, and looking to try and do positive things with the club and obviously personally probably the fittest I've been myself in a, in a long long time so I'm looking forward to it yeah. The gaffers obviously let us have a nice break over the summer and we've had a quite a tough programme, quite a regimented programme in the off-season when we were back back at home just enjoying our time off. 
so that when we came back we were ready to hit the ground running and I think the gaffer's fairly old school with his running and he, he likes to get people out and in different scenarios and, and test them mentally and how they cope with with different sort of levels of running different different sort of climates up and down hills around parks and it's, it's, a, it's very mental and, and I think as a group it brings you together because you're all driving each other on you're all know you all know that you've got to try and push through it get past it and and then it's, it's done the hard work's done after the first couple of weeks and it has been a really positive pre-season I think even just seeing a couple of thousand there at the Coventry game the noise and the Stags fans getting behind us when when we came out from from our warm-ups it was it was a real nice thing and it, it's, it's something that it sort of it really gets you going for a game and I think the lads are just buzzing to get to get out there on Saturday and experience the atmosphere properly obviously I was there for a long time and I had a funny feeling that we would play them fairly early on and I, I can remember saying to one of my mates I was like I hope we get them early doors and I just, just want to experience it and just get stuck right into it like obviously I had great times there and I really enjoyed playing there but now I'm a player at Mansfield Town and I'm, I'm going to be looking to to get the job done and get three points on Saturday I think we've defended well at times we've we've conceded a lot less shots and we've signed some a couple of goalkeepers who have proved in the pre-season friendlies that they're, that they're really good shot stoppers and I think that's something that we needed in terms of up in our game we needed to, to give give ourselves a better platform to improve on defensively and I think creatively we, we were creating chances and I think now we've we've probably got a bit more ruthlessness about us in terms of taking our chances and obviously getting into areas which are more dangerous and I think as you've seen over the pre-season games in the last couple of in the last week or so that we've done really well. Organisation is, is something the manager always always bangs on about keeps drilling it into us that we can't just like we need to communicate we need to organize even the two defenders Faz, Perchie, Elliot whoever it is they need to always be organizing players in front of them so that we're solid because like a click of a finger the ball could be coming back down your end and, and you could be under a bit of pressure so I think it's a mixture of things you need obviously you need to be organized you need to be ruthless in both areas and I think you need to try and be positive with the ball and I think that's the way the manager likes to play. He doesn't want to just tippy-tap it around. He knows that with our energy and our, and our team play that we can be successful by moving the ball quickly up the pitch, whether that be sometimes hitting the big man or, or finding good balls into areas for Danny to run into. I think, I think what we've brought in is a nice balance and I think it, it does stand us in good stead. That's Captain Ollie Clark speaking to I Follow Stags. You can hear more from Ollie and from the manager Nigel Clough by heading to I Follow Stags, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow. Uh, and also on mansfieldtown.net, you will see all the ticket details ahead of uh, the, the trip to Colchester, the first away game of the season. More on that in a second. I'm joined, as always, uh, virtually by Mr. Nathan Edge. And making his Mansfield Matters podcast debut today, uh, we've got Clive Parkin, a late substitute for Mr. Cam Felton um, as well. Clive, uh, Ollie spoke a lot there about the team cohesion, um, getting the, the balance right in the dressing room. How important will that be going into uh, this brand new season, starting, of course, at home to his former club, Bristol Rovers, on Saturday afternoon? I think it's very important and it's reassuring to hear what I think I'm hearing, which is there's, the team's got no prima donnas in there. They they all seem to be working for each other. 
Um, that's that's vital. Um, the other thing is uh, pre-season work. Uh, a number of the players have commented how much work they've had to do in the pre-season. But that'll pay off because nobody likes the, the physicality of pre-season training. But once you've got through that, you're actually better off for it. And I think last season and the season before, we didn't get proper pre-season training. Obviously, COVID affected last year, but I think the change of managers in the, pre the season before buggered up pre-season in a way that this year we've had a clearer, clearer run at it. I'm, I'm very enthused at what I hear Ollie saying in terms of cohesion. Um, and and as, as, uh, as club captain, he, he's the guy that has to pull it together on the field. So let's just see what happens. But I'm, I'm you know, some of the things that we've had, some of the players we've had like, you know, Nicky Maynard, they've been, if you like, marquee names in a, in a team that is a, a workaday team. I'm not sure that always works. And if they don't do what they're paid a lot of money to do, to do, you're going to get ill feeling not just from the terraces, but also from the team as well. So I think uh, there was an amount of toxicity, and I'm ringing a bell if you wish at this point, uh, during Docklands reign, because there were people out there that just weren't capturing the respect of their colleagues as well as the people on the, on the terraces. So I think Ollie's right. I think what we've now got is a clear sheet, a clean sheet with all players wanting to do the right thing. Keep your comments coming in. Roger says, I'm not that worried about the lone keepers. Yes, a Manchester United keeper, very good technically. The Cheltenham keeper did very well last season, of course, on loan from there. Uh, and he also adds that the improved squad bodes very well with uh, with what was achieved in the last 10-ish games. It can only be better this season. An interesting thing from, from, from my point of view, Nathan, is what Clough said um, in terms of you know, starting where you left off. If you have a bad end to the season, you've almost got to pick yourselves up and, and, and go again. We had the odd stumble, but we finished relatively strongly. And for me, we, we've only added to to areas where you know we we needed to add, and that was bringing in a couple of goalkeepers, um, adding some more firepower up front. We are still, of course, a defender short, but we, we've brought one in um, as well. And if we can start where we we left off and get through what's going to be uh, a tough opening month of, of fixtures with uh, um, quite a few of those teams to uh, to play in there, a busy schedule. But if we can get through that and, and pick up some good points along the way, it's that momentum which builds. And with a squad like what Ollie Clark has sort of hinted at and what George Lapsley has hinted at in his interview, really, which seems to be t together cohesion-wise, I think that's a good thing. Smiles breed smiles. Success breeds success and hunger just drives that forward and if we can harness that in this dressing room then you know what it, it it could be an interesting one to watch unfold yeah i mean i remember i remember sitting here uh, towards the end of uh, last season when we we finally decided we were comfortable uh, you know and safe from relegation the, the one thing we're all saying is you know that i think the objective now is to be let's just finish strong because uh, you know that can be then used to take into to next season so um, and we did manage to do that reasonably well. Um, you know, you got we still got. Yes, we've made changes over the summer, but you still got the sort of nucleus of that team is is obviously still here. Uh, certainly, when you look at the the midfield area in particular, um, you know, that and, and the majority of the defence, so they're still still here. So they hopefully went into the you know to the close season feeling better about themselves, got a good rest, and by the sounds of it, they still had to do some work, which is. Um, something that's key for, for Nigel Clough and the way he wants uh, you know, wants them to return. Um, but um, I think it's it's that's probably worked pretty well. They've all come back in fresh and ready to get going. But I think most importantly, it's probably given them that 
bit of extra belief. Not maybe not, not necessarily needed it, but they've got that belief and confidence in the you know in the manager. You know because they've come off from uh, you know the first half of the season where it was basically shambolic for for you know the first half of the season to then change in bringing bring a new manager and for him to then he's got to then gain the trust and confidence of those players and uh, he probably hasn't done it for them all but he shifted out the ones that he didn't trust himself uh, and, he, and he seems to have turned it around so that's something to to build on and take into into the into the you know, into the new season so hopefully given from what like say Lapsley and Ollie Clark have said uh, and the new players have all said that they've settled in really well because of the group hopefully we can continue that with some good results which will again make that sort of good feeling even better keep them good vibes going and uh, and get us off to a good start I think one thing which sort of is almost a, a bit of a, an advantage is that so-called home advantage Clive obviously due to the Newport game being switched we start off with three consecutive home games Bristol Rovers of course on Saturday a league cup fixture against Preston North End on Tuesday night 7.45 kickoff and then Newport at home on the 14th, a Tuesday night away trip to Colchester uh, in between, and then Bradford at home, swinging away to finish uh, the month. But four home games in the opening month of the season, um, you know, home is where the heart is. Yeah, it, it can be a pressure. I mean, there's an expectation that you should play your best football and get your best results at home. It doesn't always work out that way. And certainly there were times in the last couple of years when we seem to play with more freedom away from home. Um, but I, I think this year the, the Mansfield crowd will be a lot more positive than it's been for the last couple of seasons. And they should be, you know, that should be worth a lot of energy to the team. So I'm, I'm quite confident that we'll, uh, we'll do well at Fortress Phil Mill or Fortress Wonk this year. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, we're going to have an average gate, which is better than we've had for quite a few years. That will make a difference, not just for... Uh, the impact on, on the the occasion, but the finances as well. And I think two or three good results and those people who are just hanging back a little bit will come forward and either buy season tickets or become a bit more committed to coming to the games. Yeah, season ticket sales going very, very well indeed. Let's turn our attentions to the first away game of the season. A little bit of important information. We try and be informative on this podcast as well as silly sometimes. Uh, in case you missed this earlier on today, um, tickets are now on sale for the Stags' first away clash of the season. A trip to Colchester on Tuesday, the 17th of August, 7.45 kickoff. Ticket information, uh, due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, has there been a pandemic? I, I didn't know about that. Uh, our hosts have introduced a new ticketing system System, meaning that tickets will unfortunately not be available to purchase from the Stags ticket office. Now, this will cause a little bit of uh, upset and unrest. We'll talk more about that in a second. In order to gain entry for the match, Stag supporters are required to purchase a match permit via Colchester's online ticketing platform. Match permit prices will see a small increase if purchased within a week of the fixture and another increase on match day itself. Uh, so advance one to two weeks in advance, it's £18.50 for an adult, uh, £13.50 for a concession and an under 18 is a tenner. Advance uh, within one week is 20 quid for an adult, £15 for a concession, £11.50 for an under 18. Then on match day itself, £22 per adult, 17 for a concession and £13.50 for an under 
18. Uh, no tickets uh, will be available to purchase in person or via telephone, uh, with the exception of ambulance uh, and wheelchair disabled supporters uh, who must purchase tickets by calling Colchester United. Um, to purchase a permit, you have to visit uh, www.callutickets.com click on register in the top right hand corner of your screen once you've registered an account hover over the tickets section hope you're taking this all in uh, in the menu bar and select match tickets alternatively when you've set up your account um, you can use a link which is on the stags website to visit it uh, after you've selected your seating area add the number of match permits you would like to purchase you can also type in a bubble name which will allow you to sit with members of your party please ensure all your members of your party use the same bubble name this goes on and on and on on the website the little titter of laughter from nathan edge says all that needs to be said it's started already hasn't it this is gonna <laughs> call this will not be the first time where it's going to be a bloody nightmare to get a ticket to watch Stags away. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm laughing because what an absolute farce that, that, that is, to be fair. Um, and, it, and to be fair, I have seen some Colchester fans even saying it's been a... It's, they've seen, said it's, it feels like they're jumping over hurdles to even get themselves a season ticket. So um, I think it's uh, the way they are running things at the minute... Is uh, is their downfall at the moment? Um, so, but and I, th- I think Harrogate aren't they being a bit funny as well at the moment? They're another club that seems to be doing things a bit backwards. I think it's going to be something that we are going to get for throughout the season. Um, in some ways, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to put up with it because at least we can go. But it is a bit that that I hadn't read that actually prior to to you just read that out, and that is uh, absolutely ridiculous. So at first, I was thinking, oh, are they trying to. Uh, Use it as a as a backdoor to get more money, but actually those those ticket prices are quite reasonable at eighteen pound fifty if you do it in advance. But still, um, that's uh, what a what a pain in the ass that's going to be for everyone. This was definitely set up like mid COVID, wasn't it? Thinking about bubbles and everything. You don't need bubbles anymore. It's absolutely the bubbles have burst, and yet we still have to go to go through this rigmarole of. I mean, I mean. Fair play. If, if I mean, there is a chance. I guess at some point we could end up on some sort of lockdown. So then they could argue that they're ready for that. But at the minute, it just seems a bit over the top, doesn't it? Uh, it does seem a little bit over the top. And you know, I was thinking of going with Clive. I, I still am. Uh, we're going to have to have a little discussion off it, aren't we, about sorting this out to make sure we're in the same bubble and and all of this stuff to get it sorted. It does seem, matters bubble. It, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it does seem a little... We were, In fact, you can name your bubble, so we're definitely naming it yeah, the Mansfield Mars bubble. I mean. <laughs> um, it does seem like a bit of a fast climb. And to be honest, I feel a little bit sorry for those supporters who don't have the internet. Uh, you know, there'll be a, a large number of fans out there who don't have the access to, to be able to go and do this, uh, rely very much on going to the ticket office. And um, I, I do think that this might backfire... Um, a little bit so um, first and foremost I'd like to extend if anybody knows of anybody that is struggling and needs help then please do get in touch because we're all here to to help each other and get back to these games but this is going to be a pain in the arse isn't it Tuesday night in Colchester is bad enough but to have to go through (laughs) this is like sitting a bloody exam to get a ticket for a game I hope hope you're ready to figure this out Clive because yeah. Well, you bear in mind, I'm a, one of the oldies, and, and technology is not one of my strengths here. So, you know, I think they've gone to a lot of trouble to make it more complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> but I think it'll provoke the soddy reaction from a lot of people. Um, yeah. 
but we'll Harry is clearly we'll not happy about it. it, by the way. I can hear him. Bark. He's not happy about it in the background. The podcast dog is well, not happy about it. On a more positive note, and, and, uh, and it's been touched upon, I think the ticket pricing is, is good and it gives every incentive to get your tickets early. Yeah. That, that's, that's the one positive. That's When you start reading it, like I said, I was expecting it to be one of those things that's going to penalise you, like book if you book in the week in advance, when most people are going to make their decision, to be honest, because you know some people can't decide that early. They've got to wait for their shifts to come through or things like that. But uh, even then, it's, it's up to 20, so that's not too bad. Um, so at least there's that. But like you say, it's unfortunately going to cause... It's going to put some people off. Uh, some You've got to be really dedicated to want to go on a Tuesday night as it is, but to then have to go through all that kerfuffle on the website and reg- give, register all your details and all that stuff and hover over links. And I, I've, I 100%, my dad's probably going to message me and ask me to go and do these tickets as well. So um, I, I can't hope really it see. But... I ho- in, I'll take this in, in the nicest way intent possible intended, Nathan. <laughs> I genuinely hope it doesn't work for you because I want to see a Nathan Edge rant on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they probably will I, I mean if I've got to hover over things I don't know that's going to happen and uh, certainly if I've got to choose a block anyway I could probably I'm, God knows where we'll end up but uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good little uh, little test won't it but, uh, you could end yeah. up with a Royal Ballet I mean that could be more interesting let's be honest like, who knows let's see how the season starts out but um, yeah what a what a couple I say it's probably going to put off a few of those people but um Hopefully, like you say, it's countered by that, by the general sort of the, the attractive sort of ticket price. It is a decent price. Yeah, it it'll is. be interesting to see if any other clubs follow suit. I mean, Swindon's an next away game, and uh, we'll get to know sooner or later what their plans are. They've even they've even just started selling season tickets, haven't they? They're, they're in a mess themselves. Yeah, yeah they are in a mess. I mean, I think it'll go from one extreme to the other. I think it'll be just turn up at, at Swindon, but at, at Colchester, when you get there, um, you know, you've got to do immense tests. You've got to be able to stand on one leg for, for 30 seconds whilst <laughs> reciting the alphabet backwards. Um, it'll be sort of all some sort of Taskmaster Jedi yeah, stuff. You have to do is, an eye test. I'm bugging. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. This is discrimination <laughs> against, the, you know, it's discrimination, but for, I'll, I'll let it go because it's the first away game. I'll let it go for that. If this was January time and all this crap has, has disappeared even more, then it'd be more, it'd be more of a ball eight, but uh, we'll certainly let it go. Uh, that is almost all we've got time for um, this season. Uh, not this season. God, no. We're, we're, <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Already. Season, no. Episode one. That's all we've got time for this season. Cheers, folks. See that's it. Season. We'll see you next season. No. And that's almost all we've got time for uh, tonight. But before we go, um, it's getting ever closer and closer. What is the one thing, if you could pick one individual thing that you are looking forward to the most come Saturday afternoon. I'll start with uh, you, Nath. There's only one thing you can say, is it? I think it's being back in the in the ground. I just can't wait. I, I really hope uh, it's not an anticlimax and it's uh, one of, you know, I really hope it is a positive atmosphere as I'm expecting. Uh, you know, that kind of sort of cup final feeling that everyone's back. So for me, it's looking forward to to, to being back in the ground with a you know, a bumper crowd as well to go with it. Clive, what about yourself? What are you looking forward to the most? An elated drive home to Edwinster after the game. An elated drive home indeed. I'm looking forward to the most um, seeing the teams come out of the tunnel again and being back here for the next Mansfield Matters podcast talking about normality. No more cool down post-match reaction show. 
Sorry, Nath. Uh, no more warm-ups. No more sitting on the sofa. Let's get back to the one-call stadium, a rammed one-call stadium. Sing our hearts out for the boys and enjoy the glory of football being back. Before we leave, one last little thing to talk about. Nathan mentioned it at the start of the show, and I'm, I know he won't let me get away uh, without mentioning it. Mansfield Matters. Made it to the TV last night, Knott's TV, a uh, late call-up, asked to be a panellist on that. Um, Nathan, have you have you watched it back yet? You must have, because you mentioned the fact that I uh, shouted yes. out your England call-ups. Yeah, no, I was buzzing. Yeah, I, I put it on earlier today. Uh, I'm on lunch break, had a, had a good listen to it. And, uh, yeah, you did, you did you work from home, you, you run that. your own business, you, don't, you can just watch it when you want. Well, especially when I'm working from home, to be fair, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's been a nice, quiet day. Uh, even, even Emma and uh, and Oliver was out for the day, so oh, it's been a lovely day, um, <laughs> peace and quiet. But yeah, uh, it, was, uh, it was it was a good piece. I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to that, and um, yeah, it's about, you know a nice little shout out for me at, at the beginning, and then I liked it at the end as well when they were asking about you know are, are you missing County? Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Charlie McPartland wasn't impressed by that one little bit. <laughs> um, and Craig Westcar as well was was completely seemed anti-Mansfield um, for, for some reason. But if you missed that, uh, if you missed my appearance on Knott's TV's Team Talk uh, last night, uh, you can uh, go and have a look at that. It's on our Facebook page and Twitter, the links to it. Go and have a little look, uh, especially at the moment where I annoy Charlie McPartland by saying, no, they've got to be down there for at least five years. Every single Stags fan, I hope at least, will have rejoiced um, at that. Um, I've got a, a big question for you, Nath, to be honest, before we uh, finish this podcast today, and it relates to this. Season five, we're still playing the jingles. Um, in previous seasons, we have done predictions at the end of each podcast for upcoming games. At one point, we were all chucking money in a mug. Um, which I believe you won at some point uh, and then kindly donated to charity. Thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> I, what do you want to do? The, the call is entirely on your head because that season, it wasn't great, was it? But, you know, where do you want to go with it? What season was it? Was it, it Dempster? Was, it was the Dempster season, yeah. That's why I did so well to pause to basically lose every game and I was being called Mr. Negative. I was saying I was Mr. Realistic. Um, I think... We should do it without money, because uh, I'm thinking of Cam here as well, being uh, also a, a, a you know a new father. Um, so predictions, yes. Money, no. And just say, just get out there now. Win on Saturday. Clive has to stay. Oh, another. <laughs> Throwing it in the mix, Nath. I like it. I like it a lot. So, before, we've got to establish ground rules at the start. Um, obviously, we like a little bit of competition between ourselves. We will keep a record of said predictions with, with who is on. But does the winner get a prize at the end of the season? Basically, now, pick what prize you want for the end of the season. What what are you wanting from us, basically? Well, it's, it's got to be a season ticket for 2022-23, hasn't it? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance of my shelling that out. I mean, because you know I'll end up paying for Cam as well. Laying around, so probably one of those, who knows. But, uh, um, I think that's, that's got to be to be decided, hasn't it? To be decided at a later point in the season. Clive, the, the big question is, obviously, you've made your debut on the podcast here. Um, first and foremost, I, I am a superstitious man. So I agree with Nathan. If we win on Saturday, you've got to come back next week. 
um, and, and, and share your opinions with us again. First and foremost, are you on the superstition train and agreeing with that? Or are you thinking, just get me back to the comments? I'm slightly superstitious myself, so I'm, I'm afraid I've fallen in for this now, haven't I? Yeah, that's it. That's absolutely. Uh, and also, uh, by virtue of that, by virtue of you making yourself a, a regular semi-guest um, on the podcast panel, you've also got to join in the prediction game. Uh, this is how it will work. Uh, as always, we will ask for a, uh, a score um, and... Um, we'll give bonus points for goal scorers only this season. So, Clive, you're going to go uh, first. What are you saying that the score will be on Saturday afternoon? And then uh, we'll give a point for a goal scorer as well. 2-0, Johnson and Lapsley. Okay, 2-0, uh, Johnson and Lapsley. Uh, Nathan Edge. Um... Can I just throw in an extra rule as well? Oh, God, go on then. If you don't get a goal scorer right, it's minus one point. Oh, no, because that's Otherwise... maths. That's Otherwise, math. I'm going for ten nil, and math. I should get a goal scorer. That's maths. Well, yeah, that's that's true. But so if you point too many goal scorers, you know, you got a chance. You got more chance of winning, aren't you? Well, you, you know, you have. But also, there's got to be some jeopardy. How about this, right? <laughs> how, how about this? How about three points for a correct score? Yeah. Right. One point for a correct result. Yeah. You with me so far? Yeah. And then additional points per correct goal scorer this sounds like the Colchester okay. ticketing policy <laughs> it's nowhere near as complicated <laughs> as that do not re do not reference me in, to that shamble in order to uh, get your result right you have to hover over the register button and, uh, go, to, go to name your bubble <laughs> are you are you are you all right with that that set of rules though Nate? i think that's fair yeah that's fine okay uh, right we've, we've, Set the ground rule, yeah. And I've, I've even written them down. Whether I'll manage to actually keep this piece of paper or not by the end of the season, I don't know. But we'll come up with some sort of document or something. Right, hit me with yours. What are you going for? Clive's gone for 2-0, Johnson and Lapsley. What are you going for? I'm going to go for 2-1, Hawkins and Johnson. Okay. Are we doing away goals or? No, no, no. Away goals don't count. We're not having any of that. Any of that. No, I'm not bothered with, with that at all. That's extra work. Purely stags. Do you know why? <clears throat> Clive, do you know why? No. Ah, oh, I was just about to throw my headphones off and, and do a Piers Morgan. Um, there you go. Uh, last one then uh, from me. Uh, I will go with. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit more positive. I'm going to go for a 3-1 win. I definitely think we'll concede. Um, and for I'm... more goal scorers. Playing the game. Playing He's the game. I've gone early. Uh, I'm also going for Johnson. I I'm going for Ollie Clark against his former club. Uh, and I'll also go for a cheeky Tyrese uh, goal probably from a free kick so there we go um, that's all we've got time for if you want to get involved with the prediction game you can do so you've got until uh, let's say 12 noon on the day of a game all you need to do is email mtfcmatters at gmail.com or with the subject title predictions or um, send us a DM on our social medias. We are at MTFC Matters on Twitter and on Facebook as well. But you have to have it in before 12 noon on the day of a game for a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, that's all we've got or, time. Go on. Go on. Or you can head to mtfcmatters.co.uk, hover over the register button, <laughs> name your bubble, and submit your answers. You're such a dick because now I've got to make that happen. 
<laughs> Series Make 5 and absolutely nothing ever changes. My thanks to Nathan Edge and to Clive Parkin for joining us tonight. If we win on uh, on Saturday at home to Bristol Rovers, then Clive will be joining us again. I'm sure we will have Mr. Cam Felton back in the fold as well. But for now, that's all we've got time for. Thanks to every single one of you for watching and listening tonight. I know there's been a bit of a lag on the video. Full video out on your YouTube soon. We've been recording it. An audio version as well. Get yourself ready. Set your alarm Saturday morning. Up bright and early. You do not want to miss it. Why? Because Mansfield are back. Mansfield always matters. And the journey starts again. Strap yourselves in. Nigel Clough says we're set up to attack and try to score goals. The emphasis will be on that. The emphasis will be on being back and being able to follow the journey once again. I've been Craig Priest. Joining me, Nathan Edge, Clive Parkin as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the same time next week on the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.